0: The first and only thing Bernie felt was pain. The agonizing burn in her left thigh was the first sensation that broke through her haze of sleep. It crawled slug-like from the muscle and spread like poison down the back of her knee and up her hip, where it joined the aches and pains emanating from her arms, back, and shoulders. The pain grew and grew until she couldn't fall back to sleep. But she didn't want to open her eyes and see what had become of her. The horrible pain in her limbs and back gave the impression that she'd been knocked to the ground, hogtied, and dragged behind a truck over a winding gravel road. She wanted to run, she wanted to scream, she wanted to scratch off her skin, yank out her hair, and then find some insane reality TV star to kick in the shins and push into a vat of hot baby diarrhea. But she couldn't do any of those things floating in the dark. And soon the effort of ignoring the pain became too much. Slowly, apprehensively, she opened her eyes. She was lying on a thin foam mattress in a dreary cinder block room. It looked like the inside of a middle school janitorial closet, except that it was full of medical equipment rather than cleaning supplies. Fancy-looking monitors beeped behind her and flashed intermittently, and the top of her bed had been raised to a ninety-degree angle. It had hard plastic sides like a crib, and a clear bladder of IV fluids hanging beside it. There were no windows or wall hangings to tell her where she was, but based on the fact that her left wrist was secured to the bed with handcuffs, she guessed she hadn't made it out of San Judas. Her frayed t-shirt and cargo pants had been replaced by a flimsy blue smock. Her long blonde waves were tangled and matted. And she had the icky feeling that she wasn't wearing any underwear. Bernie lifted the thin white sheet and stared down at her legs. Her right leg looked completely normal. But there was a fat gauze sausage resting where her left leg should have been. Upon closer inspection, She saw that her thigh was heavily bandaged. Something was horribly, horribly wrong. Suddenly, the door burst open, and a smug looking man stepped inside. Bruni tried to catch a glimpse of the hallway beyond, but the man snapped the door closed at once and pulled up a plastic swivel chair. Morning, sunshine, he said, in a brisk, fake, cheerful voice. Bernie didn't speak. The man was bald, except for a ring of very short hair. He had thick black eyebrows, a large bump in the center of his nose, and the sort of face that made Bernie want to punch him. He was wearing a pair of ill-fitting brown slacks and a matching bomber jacket with the word security embroidered on the left shoulder. Calvin Bishop, he said, extending a hand head of security at San Judas. Bernie's mind was racing with questions, but she just glared at him. Glad to see you're back with us, he said, dropping his hand and resting his right ankle over his knee. Bernie bit the inside of her cheek until she tasted blood. She desperately wanted to freeze this man out, but she was in dire need of information. How long was I out? She asked. Her voice came out low and croaky. A while. Bernie's gaze flickered from the four bare walls of her room to Calvin Bishop's hairy hand, which was resting on his thigh. He was wearing a cheap silver wristwatch with shiny Roman numerals, but she couldn't read the time. Where am I? She asked, does it matter? Bernie could tell that the man was making a real effort to keep his tone pleasant. But he couldn't quite shake his inner smugness. She scowled. If he wasn't going to tell her anything, she wasn't going to give him the satisfaction of asking what had become of Lark and the others. Why am I here? Asked Bernie. Calvin Bishop scrunched his eyebrows together. Come on, Miss Mitchell, you're a smart girl. What did you think was going to happen? You pull a sloppy ass stunt like that. I meant, why am I here? Snapped Bernie, glancing around at the drab institutional walls. What happened to my leg? You were shot. Bernie sucked in a burst of air, fighting a sudden tidal wave of shock and panic. You're welcome, said Bishop. Excuse me? Our medical team was able to extract most of the bullet fragments. You lost a lot of blood, but two transfusions later, our doc said there likely won't be any permanent damage. You'll be as good as new. As good as new? Bernie growled. Nearly. Bernie's blood was boiling. She longed to hurl one of the fancy monitors at Calvin Bishop, and then pin him down and pluck out all the stupid little hairs on the back of his hands. Get me out of here, she whispered. Bishop looked taken aback. Out? He let out a harsh bark of laughter. Oh no you're not going anywhere, at least not until you tell us what happened to your little friends. He reached into his breast pocket and extracted a small notebook and a pen. Well, I guess if you can really call them friends, after what they did to you.